This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, November 23, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. Monetary reform is the credible commitment needed to get our fiscal house in order, so says Cato Institute Senior Fellow Jerry O'Driscoll. We spoke at the Cato Institute's Monetary Conference held last week. The problems that are occurring in the Eurozone right now, uh, do, you, do they in some way vindicate the idea of competitive currencies? The fact that, that competitive currencies are effectively helping to uh, provide a discipline to Eurozone countries that are having these big problems? Well, um, I think they vindicate the people that were skeptical about the Euro as an enterprise a little more than a decade ago. Um, they were attempting to unify their currency, but they had disparate fiscal policies, and I think even more important, they didn't have labor mobility among the countries to the way we have in the United States. Our dollar works for our country, which is a little smaller than the European Union taken as a whole, because when things turn down in one part of the country in one state, uh, people, workers, migrate, and they go to areas where business is better. And while theoretically migration is possible, it is, it's possible in a legal sense, but for a variety of reasons it's not practical. There's the language barrier, which is actually less than it used to be, but there's all sorts of uh, regulations and restrictions on the practice of one's uh, uh, profession so that uh, doctors and lawyers can't migrate from one EU country to the other and practice their profession. Uh, they even put restrictions on things like plumbers. So um, they don't have the flexibility needed to have a single currency. Now, uh, what is going on is, I think, rather um, than an argument, so much as an argument for competitive currencies, is there is an argument for efficient financial markets which no longer can be fooled as readily or as easily as used to be the case. Um, and they're now disciplining these countries that are running unsustainable fiscal uh, deficits. And uh, certainly different countries uh, have different degrees of this problem. But they've now, I think financial markets, we saw this in the sell-off yesterday, have come to the conclusion that almost all of the EU countries have got problems, and they just don't want to own, maybe with the exception of Germany, this debt because they see them all going down the same road. Uh, Greece first, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like dominoes. And they now, once the financial markets realize this is a game of dominoes, they know all the dominoes fall. Is there an argument for uh, having ex ante created some sort of exit mechanism for uh, the euro? Yeah. You know, again, I, I, it's not primarily the currency that's the problem. If Greece defaults, I mean, there, there was this idea that was peddled by the EU leaders that if Greece didn't pay its debt, they would, quote, have to exit the euro. First of all, as your question suggests, there is no mechanism for exiting the euro. There is no structural way to exit the euro. And secondly, the Greeks could have defaulted and stayed on the euro. Um, the fact that you default doesn't mean you have to stop using the currency in which your debt was denominated. It just means you don't pay your debts. And in fact, what a, the people of a country 
use as their currency is a decision of the people of that country and their government. And if the Greeks want to stay in the euro, there's no practical thing that the rest of the European Union could have done to take them out. Now that's separate from the question of whether there should be an exit from the eurozone. There's really now two distinct structures going on in Europe. There's the eurozone, those European Union countries that use the euro, but quite a number don't use the euro. Uh, Britain doesn't use the euro. Uh, the Scandinavian countries don't use the euro, uh, with the exception of Finland. So they actually now have these meetings in which one set of meetings is for the members who are in the eurozone, and then the next day the, the leaders of the country meet for all members of the EU. There's no exit structure from the European Union either. And it's not clear whether it's the euro or the European Union that's going to fracture first. Uh, the European Union, now you've got something going on, which they said would never happen, bailout of one country by the taxpayers of another country. And that is going to cause a lot of fracturing. And whether it's weak countries like Greece that choose to leave either the euro or the eurozone, or the strong countries like Germany that say we're fed up, the taxpayers are fed up bailing out the rest of the Europe. So there's two, two things going on that are threatened, the euro, euro, European Union itself, the European enterprise, and the currency they use. The countries that didn't adopt the euro, the countries within the EU that didn't adopt the euro, are very happy now that they did not adopt the euro. They're, they're still being affected by this because of the breakdown in the economy in the, within the EU and the fact that trade is going down. So there's two issues, and both are going on at the same time. How strong is the argument now, given the Eurozone crisis and uh, the massive increase of the monetary base in the United States for uh, return to the gold standard or free banking or right. uh, some other you know, classical monetary system. Does, is that argument getting stronger in your view? Oh, it is, and I've never seen so much work being done uh, on the gold standard, on uh, conferences being held, scholarly conferences, Cato's conference today, the monetary conference, a lot of it is on this topic of the possibility of returning to a gold standard. And a month ago, I was in, in Italy giving some talks, and I suggested that the way out of this crisis may involve the creation of a gold euro in order to have a strong currency and countries could adopt the, the gold euro or not the gold euro. But if they adopted the gold euro, they'd have to get their fiscal order and house in order. But that the fact they adopted the gold euro would make it more credible that they were going to get their fiscal house in order. And, and people, my audience nodded. They were shocked surprised, but they understood what I was saying. Your point is that monetary reform comes first. I, you have to have monetary reform in order to have fiscal reform. Uh, if you do the fiscal reform without some kind of credibility on the money side, uh, you're, you're leaving one half of this equation a question mark. Right. It's like choosing to get out of debt but giving yourself a whole lot of credit cards in the meantime, yeah, right? Yeah, it's that kind of thing. Jerry O'Driscoll is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work on money and markets at Cato.org.